Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for this show this week because today I am taking it back to the community, the online community that is ever fast growing through my TikTok, my Instagram, and now YouTube. Some of you guys are coming in here from YouTube. That has been growing like crazy, and I'm so incredibly thankful and grateful for all of you. I'm your host, Lizzie Enns, a functional nutrition coach, and I'm your host on the I'm Not Fine show. Today, we are taking it back to the community and talking about or answering your questions. I decided to do that a little bit different because I love giving back and answering these types of questions that you guys have. So it's going to be a mixture of things today between the Amish questions that are so popular that people have, but there's also a lot of health and wellness questions that are a little bit unique topics that I have. Some of them I've done full episodes on, so I'll probably be guiding you guys to those episodes because uh, I won't have time to go like in-depth, in-depth on some of these topics. But then there's some unique other questions that I have that I'm actually really, really excited to dive into you because I have not done full episodes on this one. Real quick, it's December 1st. Can you guys believe that? December 1st. We're almost through 2023 and I have one question for you. Did you set a New Year's goal or a New Year's resolution at the beginning of the year and you wanted to be at a certain place by the end of this year? Well, I want to ask you this. Did you achieve that goal? Did you work towards it? Did you get to where you wanted to be? Or... Did you give up when it got too difficult? Life threw things at you and you're like, I can't do this. It's too much of a goal. It's too hard. I'm out of my comfort zone. Happens a lot. And in about a month, a lot of people are going to have New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals. And that's fine. But I want to challenge you this year to really, really rethink about how you want to approach that. How do you want to approach that this year? But I'm going to take it a step further and have you think about it this way. The way that you end the year is the way that you begin the year. So if you want to begin the year strong and healthy with good habits in place and get ahead of the game of everybody else in the rat race, then I want you to think about what actions you can put in place now. What steps can you take now? Because, again, I'm going to say it again, the way that you end the year is the way that you start the year. So start now. Really start start setting those intentions. It's really easy to say that you have a goal and you want to accomplish something. But it's the action and the execution behind that that matters the most. 
And then to take it even a step further, what even matters more than that is what are you going to do when things get difficult and things get hard? Are you going to say, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to dive deep and see what I'm made of. And, and I'm going to make it happen because that's where you really, really grow. Or are you going to go back to your comfort zone where you're like, ah, it's too hard. It's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. Those are really, really hard but legit questions that you have to ask yourself. And if you are someone that is in this place of like, I don't think I can do this myself because that's the other thing. Sometimes we need help. If you are someone that's like this year, I want to do it differently. And I actually want to get a head start. I just had people sign on this week because they're like, I want to get a head start before everybody else in January. And if that is you, that, and you want that help and you need that help, then I want to invite you to go grab my uh, calendar link that's in the show notes where you can book a call with me and we can uh, have this health consultation, see what's going on with you and, and see whether or not moving forward, working together makes sense and is a good fit for you. Because I'll be real with you. It's not a good fit for everybody. This is not for someone that's just looking for a quick fix. And it's also not for someone that is looking to only, you know, do some light uh, work, take some light steps and lose weight and work out. No, I go much, much deeper than that. This is for the person that has been struggling with their health, hormones, thyroid, gut, the doctor has kind of pushed you to the side and said, everything's fine when you're not fine. This is for you. This is where I come in and this is who I want to help. So if that's you, go grab that link. Let's have a consultation and have a conversation. Now it's time to dive into the show, okay? Very first question that I got here is, why did I leave the Amish? It's a very, very popular, very common question. I've talked about it many, many times. I don't get tired talking about why it is that I chose to leave. There's many, many reasons. I have full episodes on this um, where I talk about my entire escape, uh, escape um, story and how I left and all that. But I will share with you why I did leave. So it was a few years leading up to me leaving until I actually finally did leave. And I had known for quite some time from 14, 15 years old that I I just felt like I didn't belong there for the rest of my life. Like I just knew that that was part of it. And that wasn't going to be part of my life. So I started to question a lot of things. Obviously, I was a troublemaker. I couldn't follow all the rules. And that, and because I questioned things, I really gave my mom and the church a run for their money because the church wanted to control me, but they couldn't because I was not a church member. And my mom didn't know a lot of the answers to the questions that I had. So it frustrated her. But what's interesting, though, is I now have a really, really good relationship with my mom. And I just saw her last week over Thanksgiving. And we were there a few times, uh, a couple times last week, vis visited her on the second day that we were there. We we're just sitting there having conversation, kind of laughing, laughing and reminiscing on some things. And two preachers came up that used to, <laughs> that used to uh, hound my mom about us kids. And my mom said something very, very interesting. She said, they wished that they could control you guys. They wanted to be able to control you and punish you and all of those things that they want to do because my dad passed away when I was 13. And so these couple preachers were like, 
well, dad's not there. So mom can't handle it. Well, let me tell you, she could handle it, but they wanted to be able to uh, control us. But because I was not a member of the church, they didn't have as much control over me, but they had control over my mom. So that's kind of the way that it works is if you're not a member of the church, but you're causing trouble, then they'll go after the parents. And I just started seeing a lot of things within the church that I couldn't resonate with. I couldn't agree with. I couldn't understand. Like, why is it wrong if I put a pin on a little bit sideways the wrong way in my dress? Why do, why do I get in trouble for that? Why is it wrong for me to even show just a slight, slight sliver of my hair from underneath my covering? Why is it wrong if my dress is just an inch shorter than what they think that it should be? Why is it that a woman that is not Amish is allowed to cut her hair or can cut her hair? There's this lady that used to come to our house, had really, really short hair. And she talked about God all the time and how much she loved him. And the Amish where I'm from, they believe that they were the only ones that were going to heaven because if you were born there, that's, you shouldn't be part of the world. And to them, anybody that's living in the modern, modern world is part of the world. So one day this lady was there and I was like, she she was talking about God while she was there. And, and, and then she left. And I literally looked at my mom and I said, so just because this woman cuts her hair really short, she's not going to go to heaven. And my mom literally looked at me and she goes, well, that's just the way it is. Almost as if it's just a lost cause. And I was like, no. I said, I can't settle for that. I can't get on board with it. I can't settle for that. I just can't. Even though I felt like leaving the community was bad. I felt like I was doing something bad because I was to told all my life that it was bad and I was going to go to hell if I do that. I also knew that in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit, that I didn't belong there and that I needed to go, even though every ounce and soul and parts of me were like all my nerves and everything, all my emotions, everything felt like it was wrong, but it also all felt so right. So I didn't know what was ahead of me but I did know that I needed to go. So that was a, a huge piece of it. There's so much more too. Um, I, we weren't allowed to say, I love you. We weren't allowed to give hugs. We weren't allowed to give kisses, not even as a married person in public. And I was like, I don't want to live a life like that. And on top of that, I also didn't want to, you know, stay on mission, get married and just have lots of babies. And be a baby making machine. <laughs> I literally couldn't see myself. So I was able, I had the ability to um, sort of like visualize my future in a way of where I can see myself and where I can't see myself. And even though I was never taught to do that, it was just kind of a natural thing that came for me. And I just didn't see myself there. So a lot of things from the age of 15 to 19 that I did, including joining the church and becoming a member of the church, dating a guy, having a boyfriend, and thinking that maybe I would get married. Most of those things were just me going through the motions because I didn't know 
what else I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to get out. So those are my biggest reasons for leaving. And then the next question that someone asked me was, what was the hardest part after leaving the Amish community? We actually don't have time to go into that right now because we're going to be going into our first break here, but it will give you a little bit of a teaser. It's not what you think it is. I can already tell you that. Most people think it's, oh, because then you had electricity and you were able to drive a car and those types of things that were the best parts, but those were not the best parts. I will tell you what the best parts were, but I will also tell you, and are still, but I will also tell you what some of the hardest parts were because it is a massive, massive culture shock. Like things that people don't even think about. When I share these types of things, they're like, I didn't even think about that. So sometimes I have people that are like, well, I, I want to be Amish. They're doing it right. I wish I could be Amish. And I'm like, well, you can go try if you want to. It's very, very difficult to get in. But here are some things that you should consider. So we're going to go to our first break here. But when we come back, I'm going to share some of the hardest things and then some of the best things that happened after I left the Amish community and what that process was like. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back because we have a whole lot more to talk about. I'm Lizzie Yems, your host on the I'm Not Fine show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are just going to dive right back in here and get going because we've got a lot of questions to cover here. So I'm going to be as, as brief and uh, detailed as I possibly can. 
The hardest part about leaving was knowing that I may never be at any family gatherings, not knowing if I would ever see my twin again, or if I could ever really talk to her, um, or all of a sudden getting to a place where you're like, wow, I was really, really sheltered. And there's very little that I actually really know about the real world. Those were some of the hardest things. There, there were other things as well, but it's really, really difficult. And there's a lot of naiveness that comes with it too, which I actually believe helped me in many ways too. Like I do think there's some power in naiveness because one of the things that I notice now is I'm not saying just be naive just to be naive, but naiveness sometimes can help block you from overthinking of the things like if you're if you say hey I want to do a b and c but your logic mind comes in there and you just overthink 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 and you looking at all the terrible things that could happen that actually holds you back so I feel like not knowing a lot of the things that I didn't know helped me in many ways in other ways, it also hurts me, but I don't really like, thankfully I'm someone that like loves to learn and I really embrace learning and I, and I would just like dive into either Google research, whatever it is. And if I'm like, I don't really know what that term means, but let me look out what that term means. Uh, those kinds of things. That's what, um, that's what I would do. So that was the hardest part is like, leaving the entire family culture and everything behind and not knowing if or when I would ever see and speak with them again. And then on the other side of things, getting, you know, kind of thrown into the culture. I had a job two days after I left. I actually just talked to, uh, messaged the lady that hired me two days after I left and had, talk, had not talked to her in years. They don't have that restaurant anymore. But I found her, like there's a reel that popped up on my Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, that's her. I haven't talked to her in years. So I actually personally reached out to her and I said, I just want to thank you and your husband for bringing me on right out of the Amish community and hiring me for as a dishwasher at your restaurant, because I didn't have a social security number, never had a, any kind of job like that before. And they didn't even like one-on-one -on -one interview me. There was a girl that worked at that restaurant and they were familiar with Amish kids leaving the Amish and kind of like what that process was like. And she just said, Hey, this girl left. She needs a job. Will you guys hire her? And they hired me without ever even like meeting me. <laughs> and I, I, I read this, this reel popped up and I look at her and I just like got this warm, fuzzy feeling like, oh my gosh, I need this to thank this lady. Cause I'm literally in the middle of writing up an article about my story and I'm thinking about that. And then she pops up. So anyway, I, I messaged her and I was like, I just want to thank you because you were pivotal in my transition from the Amish community to the the modern world. So so that was really beautiful. The uh the best part about leaving the Amish community is having the freedom. So freedom of making choices. I come from a very suppressed background. 
So having that freedom to make the choices of building the life that I want and that and where I feel like I need to go. So that is the best part. And I've had people that are like, you should have stayed Amish because now you're bound to the government. And Listen, guys, until you live on both sides, you're not going to look at where you're at now as being tied to someone. It's literally whatever you want to make it. You can make it whatever you want to make it. But if we live in victimhood, we're always going to see the bad before we can even see the good. And victimhood actually blocks us from seeing the good. And I like to see the positive in things. That's why I say I'm very, very grateful for the things that the Amish culture taught me and what it has allowed me to bring into this world and now educate and teach and provide for other people. I'm very grateful. There's a lot of things, obviously, that I shared that I, I can't agree with. That's why I left. Here's one thing I know. I was never meant to be there for the rest of my life, but I was meant to be there for the time that I was there. I know that for a fact. And so I'm very grateful for that. Okay, we're going to go on to the next question. And there's actually two questions that this is going to transition more into the health and wellness part of things. There was a question about healthy eating. And then the other question was, where to begin with your health journey when you are starting out? I love this question. This is a perfect time of the year to do this as well. Where do you start? There's so much information out there. Overwhelm of information. I can't tell you how many people I talk to and they're like, yeah, I like watch all these Instagram and TikTok influencers. I listen to all of these different people, but at the end of the day, it's so much information and so much noise that it's really hard to decipher and figure out what is actually right for you. And on top of that, here's what I tell them. While it may be true, a lot of the things that you are listening to, while it may, may be true, the question you need to ask yourself is what's right for me? What is going to work for me and what's right for me? Sometimes that takes an expert, someone like me that comes in and says, okay, how are you eating? How are you moving? How are you sleeping? What are your labs telling us? Let's look internal to see like what's going on and then give you guidance from there. And it's still asking yourself, what is right for you? What feels right for your body, mind, soul, mentally, emotionally, it all goes together. But I will tell you this, there's four things that are the foundation of our health, no matter who you are and where you are from and where you are at your journey. Four things should and will always be the foundation of your health. And you got to build this foundation before you try, go out and you buy all kinds of detoxes and supplements and all that stuff. You got to get this down. What are those four things? Your diet. What does your diet look like? Are you getting fruits, vegetables for your fiber and vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients? Are you getting uh, water? So it's going to be your um, diet first. You're going to do uh, look at your fruits and vegetables and your protein, your complex carbs and your healthy fats. What does that look like? How is that balanced? Sometimes you need someone to show you what that is. But if you're not eating any kind of fruits and vegetables, then obviously like start there and make protein your boss. So diet number one. Number two, what is your water intake? Are you getting water? That's part of the foundation. Most people are dehydrated. 
because they're not drinking enough water. And being dehydrated causes us a whole lot of issues, more than you can think of. Okay. What's your sleep? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting quality sleep? Are you consistently going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time? Are you making sure you're sleeping in a nice dark room, nice cool room? Are you avoiding screen time before you go to bed so that your melatonin can kick in and the overdrive of your brain isn't there? Because you're scrolling before you go to bed. If you're watching TV before you go to bed, your brain is wired. There's actually four different waves in your brain. I have a friend that owns a brain center um, company and they do scans on the brains and she's taught me like the different waves of the brain is like delta, alpha, beta, and something else. And delta is the wave that you need to get in to get the best sleep. And so she's taught me that and I um, actually want to learn more about it, but it's quite, quite fascinating. But if you are on your phone, uh, with your screen on or TV and stuff like that without any kind of like blue light blocking glasses or just in general like scrolling it actually prevents your brain from going into delta and calm down to be able to like sleep you need that that delta sleep in order for your body and your brain to heal the way that it needs to heal so he sleep is your number one detoxer and it is where your body rests digests and heals so if you're not getting sleep, the body's not healing very well. The fourth thing of your foundation is going to be your exercise, your movement. Are you getting consistent movement in? If not, you probably need to start. You need to start walking, doing some body weight stuff, whatever it is that you enjoy or that you will actually do. You need to get movement in. Movement is not only going to help you with that cal calorie burn that you need, but it's also going to help your lymphatic system, your energy levels, your sleep. It can help improve your sleep, your mood, because exercise helps with your dopamine boosters, your serotonin, your dopamine, your endorphin boosters. I mean, your serotonin, your dopamine, all of those like feel good hormones. That's what exercise is good for as well. It's not just about exercising to lose weight and build muscle. It's also a mood booster. Very, very, very important. So where to start when you are starting with your health journey is your foundation. Before you go and look for the next quick fix diet, should I do keto? Should I do paleo? Should I do carnivore? Whole 30? Do I need to do a detox? Before you do any of those things, you should be looking at those four things. Your diet, fruits, vegetables, protein, complex carbs, healthy fats. How does that look balanced? Okay. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes you need help with it. Then your water and your sleep and your exercise. Those are the things that you need to start looking at. I'm going to tie this one in just a little bit um, because someone asked about your period, foods, what to eat on, on the cycle and stuff. And here's here's something I want you to remember. You can overcomplicate things all the time. So, so true. There's cycles sinking. And unless you have some major, major hormone issues going on, you probably don't need to be doing that much cycle sinking. Um, so if you, if you don't have massive hormone imbalances going on, don't overcomplicate it. 
But what I will tell you is honor your body, honor your hunger. Your body has to go. So let's just say it's pre-period week. So you're, you're like leading up to your period. A lot of times our energy is a little bit lower. Our productivity is a little bit lower because there's hormone shifts that are happening. We might be a little bit bloated. Digestion slows down. And we may crave like certain foods more. So one of the things that you want to think about is, okay, your body is actually preparing itself to go through the phase of the period. And that is a cleansing phase. So you have to honor it. As long as you are making sure that you're getting your protein and still having your fruits and your vegetables for your fiber and stuff like that. When my clients say, I'm craving more th- more carbs during this time or more hungry during this time. I tell them, honor it. Eat a little bit more oatmeal. Eat a little bit more potatoes. You need a little bit higher carbs on that week leading up to your period because it's going through that phase that you need that for energy. And then maybe you need to back up a little bit on the exercise sometimes. So let's just give give you an example of what I do. The week leading up to my period, I can feel it. My body's a little bit lower in energy. I can't lift as heavy at the gym. So what do I do? I honor it. I back up. I won't lift as heavy. I'll still do workouts. I just won't work like lift as heavy. I will up my magnesium because it helps with the digestion. And I will um, have more complex carbs to support my energy and my hunger. Post period, I can always lift my heaviest right after. That's when I'm at my strongest. And so if you are someone that's at the gym and you're like, okay, and you notice like there's times that you're stronger than others, watch where you're at in your cycle when that is happening. You'd be surprised. So again, I'm going to tell you, honor your body. Give it what it needs. Pay attention to what it needs and listen to it and you'll be okay. All right, we got to go to our next break. But when we come back, a question that someone asked was hormonal imbalance and their effect on women and how to heal. And the other question that's tied to that is someone mentioned something about hormone imbalances in the Amish community. I'm going to tie those two together. So don't go anywhere. I'm your host, Lizienz, on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app 
Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are having an amazing episode here talking about all kinds of different topics. I'm going to dive right into the hormone question that I have. There's two of them right here. Talking about the Amish women and hormone imbalances and then just hormone imbalances and their effect on, on women's health in general. Let's just say hormone imbalances, is, that is just something that is really, really common. I wish it wasn't, but it is. But I will tell you that the imbalances aren't just starting because of the hormones. Your hormones don't just become imbalanced just because of the hormones. There's always going to be a downward ripple effect, root cause issue that is causing that to happen. The body is doing what it can. So if your hormones are imbalanced, they're actually doing what they're capable of doing with what they got. Okay. So it's kind of like the thyroid. The thyroid problem, hypothyroidism didn't start with the thyroid. It started with a downstream issue, whether it's inflammation, vitamin and mineral imbalances, parasites. There's always an underlying issue and you got to get to the root cause of what that is. Now, when it comes to hormones and Amish women, I actually work with some Amish women that are from different orders from where I come from. And I do find that, yes, they have some hormonal imbalances, but I actually find that many of them that I uh, work with, they their levels are usually not as extreme as uh, other clients that I work with. And I've also noticed, I've been kind of paying attention, I've noticed that many of them seem to bounce back more quickly. And I don't know if that is related to the type of lifestyle that they have, or maybe because they're not around technology as much. I don't know. I, I don't have the answer for that. All I can say is what I'm seeing. Um. So, and then the other part too is like where I'm from. It's not like, like the order that I'm from. It's not like they like will go to a doctor and be like, hey, I need you to like check my hormones. They don't do that. So I don't know what the imbalances really would be or are because there's not really that much testing that's done. The only time that they really do testing is if there's like a... um like a life or death type of situation or things are just not looking good at all. And then they may, but there's no such thing as them going to a gynecologist or an endocrinologist, really. 
So I really don't know what the actual like imbalances would be. They probably have things like PCOS and endometriosis and stuff like that. But the reality is, is they're just not getting tested for it. At least not where I'm from. The Im uh, effects of hormone imbalances are so many. We have anxiety, depression, hormonal acne, um, <laughs> mood mood disorders, which I already like uh, mentioned. It, it, the uh, inability to lose weight, belly weight, bloating, slow digestion, um, brain fog. All of these things, and it even disruptive sleep, all of these things are things that um, hormone imbalances can be part of the issue. But what I will tell you is that it's not the whole issue. So I feel like in the health and wellness industry and online, the word hormone imbalance is in a sense becoming a tad bit overused and taboo just a little bit now i'm not saying that it's kind of like the word crunchy so like in the health and wellness industry the word crunchy has been being used like overused like crazy and it's almost become this like toxic thing so just with anything most things whatever it may be you can overdo it like I was having this conversation the other day with someone, we were talking about uh, going down rabbit holes. And I was like, you know, it's actually really, really easy to go down rabbit holes. Um, but that's something that I try to like really, really pay attention to is, am I listening to something or reading into something? Because it's something that I want to learn and educate myself more or am I doing it because I'm going down a rabbit hole and all of a sudden I'm so in depth in it that I'm not even in reality anymore. You can overwork yourself so much. It's just like thinking about um, being afraid to going out to eat, being afraid to uh, go to a friend's house to eat because you're afraid of what type of foods they have. And, oh, do they have you know, artificial sweeteners and food dyes and being so such a hypochondria, you're actually making yourself more sick by being a hypochondria than you are by being a little bit relaxed and realizing and understanding that our bodies are extremely capable. And a little bit isn't going to kill you. Now, you want to be aware, and you want to uh, do what you can. But I'm going to tell you straight up, like, I used to be the person that was like, oh, I cannot eat this. I cannot touch it. I cannot stay away from it. It's like panicked. If I smelt something that I knew was a perfume and it was like going to make me sick. And until I started to like relax a little bit and work on my mental and emotional health, I was like, oh, my body can actually handle a lot. So make smart smart decisions and smart choices where you can and leave the rest to lay where it needs to lay and fall where it needs to fall. Do the best that you can. We're going to go to our next question. Get this all the time. What's your skin routine, Lizzie? This is a fun one for me. I recently did a video on TikTok uh, because so many people were like, 
we need to know your skin routine. I'm like, it's not fancy, but it is something that I'm consistent with. I recently started, I've used all kinds of different, more natural products with um, skin routine. Um, but currently I'm using a, a uh, brand called Primally Pure. Uh, I actually have an affiliate link. So if you go either on my Instagram or my TikTok profile, the link is in my bio there and under my link tree. And there's a discount code that comes with it, but it's an all natural skincare company. I love them so far. Anyway, um, I've been loving them. What I love the most about their cleansing oil is I can uh, literally clean my all of my eye makeup off with that. And it's something that doesn't burn my eyes. I love it. But here's the rule of thumb. I never go to bed with my makeup on. I will always wash my face at night and put my creams on and stuff. And in the morning, I will always wash my face and go through the steps of putting my, um, I have like a, a serum that I put on, a toner, a serum, and then a cream, a face cream. And ironically, uh, right now I'm actually using my company's uh, face cream as a tester and I love it. And I'll share a little bit about that. And then my last rule of thumb, is that I never, ever, ever go a day without wearing my sunblock on my face. But I want to tell you something. It's not just about what you're putting on the outside of your skin. Sure, that's part of it. You want to make sure you use good products and you're not using toxic products that you're, the average woman applies over 200 chemical things on their body every single day. Did you guys know that? 200 chemicals on their body every single day. That wreaks havoc on your endocrine system, which is a ripple effect into your thyroid and your hormones. No wonder women are sick and have hormone imbalances. So if there is something that you uh, want to really look at is when it comes to your hormones and your thyroid is you got to start paying attention to, to these things as well. Very, very important. I've been on this journey for over 10 years and I've worked very hard over the years and I've tried all kinds of natural products. But um, there's lots of different ones and there's some that I love and some that I don't love. But Primally Pure is the one that I'm using right now as far as skincare goes. But here's something that I always tell everybody. Your health, your skin health starts from the inside out, okay? How well your diet is will reflect on your skin. How well you hydrate will reflect on your skin. So just remember that it starts from the inside out. But also remember, your skin is your biggest organ. So if you are having rashes, if you are having things that are breaking out, if you are having hormonal acne or acne on your face, just know it's not a skin problem, it's an internal problem. Inflammatory issues, gut issues, hormone imbalances, thyroid. If you have eczema, rosacea, psoriasis, all of those things. It's not only a skin issue, it's an internal issue. And so when you're looking to really help your skin, you also have to look at your internal health. I actually have a client right now that's been working with me for a little over 12 weeks now. And she has four different photos from the time that she started working with me and move forward and it four different types of photos 
from like week one. And then every week she would take another one because she does podcasts and it shows the change in her skin health over those four months or three months that she's been working with me is phenomenal, phenomenal. And I actually, when I started working with her early on, I, um, I, I remember seeing like her face when we were on zoom and just knowing like intuitively knowing just by looking at her, I said, this woman is going to have to do some massive detoxing. I just could see it. And let me tell you something. She did. She had to go through some major detoxing to get rid of things that her body was carrying and holding on to. And she could not heal the way that she needed to heal until she got rid of the things she needed to get rid of. And that is so true for a lot of people, but most of the time we just want to jump into a detox and do a quick fix type of thing. It doesn't fix the overall problem. It just doesn't. Who's the best healthcare practitioner to go to help you get to the root cause of your health issues? Well, if you want to help, you if you want to uh, work on that, then uh, I would say I'm one of them. There are many, but I am definitely one of them. That is what we do. Um, looking at labs, looking at scans. What is it that your body is needing? And then putting a step-by-step process in place after that. Okay. We got to go to our last break here. And we're going to uh, end this with a bang. We're going to talk a little bit more about some skin products, some laundry and cleaning, because those were things that people were asking as well. And I get those questions all the time. So we're going to end it with a bang there. Okay. So don't go anywhere. I'm your host, Lizanne, something I'm not fine, Joe. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, you guys. We are just about through with the show today. And this has been really, really fun to just go through these questions. And I know, I know if you're listening to this and you're like, my question didn't get answered. I know. I will do it again. You can submit your questions again and I will cover them. It's just not possible for me to cover all of them. Before I continue and finish out this show today, next week's show is going to be why traditional dieting can harm your health more. And you're not going to want to miss this one because this is so, so important to understand. And as we're gearing up to going into the new year, I was like, you know what? I need to dive into this topic and subject because so many people fall into that trap when New Year's happens. I got to get on that diet. And I want to see if I can just shift your mindset 
a little variable in a way where you're like, oh, I get it now. So come back next week, listen to that show because it's going to be extremely beneficial for you. Let's talk a little bit about skin products in general. I talked a little bit about the face products and how important these are. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about skin products and how they affect our health. I already shared with you that the average woman uh, applies over 200 chemicals on their body every single day. That's insane. But beauty industry, they got us, right? Got to wear all these different perfumes, got to put all these fancy smelling, good smelling lotions on, got to burn the candles, got to put all the makeup on. Listen, I love makeup, but I like good makeup. I like the one that doesn't have any scents. I like the stuff that's clean. So I'm very, very picky about that. I've been on, on this journey for a long time. But let's talk a little bit about your soaps and your lotions and that kind of stuff. Your skin's your biggest organ. What you put on your skin, your liver still has to detox. It has to get absorbed in. So remember, it goes into your bloodstream, right? So even the things that you put on your skin, your liver's your, your organ that go through the detoxing and the methylation process. And the things that you inhale through your nose and put on your skin still has to go through the filtration system of the liver. So our liver is constantly, when we're putting on these chemicalized uh, things onto our skin, we're using air plugs that have perfumes, we're burning candles that have perfumes, our laundry is all full of um, the the dryer sheets and the air fresheners and that kind of, that's actually extremely taxing on your endocrine system and your liver. So what you apply on really, really matters. And I've used, I stopped using like those types of products a long time ago because um, I started getting headaches. And when you start getting headaches because of a product that you're using, you know it's not good for you. It may smell good, but if it causes a headache, and then sometimes I, like, there's this thing called like silent, um, kind of like silent triggers where um, you don't even know what it's doing. You don't know that that's an overload on your liver and your endocrine system. You don't even know that that's potentially one of the things that's causing your hormone imbalances and your thyroid. So you want to be really, really careful. You want to make sure that you're staying away from perfumes that have phytolates in them, parabens in them, and lots of chemicals and added fillers and stuff like that. You need to be paying attention to that, especially if you're someone that is struggling with autoimmune, hypothyroidism, hormone imbalances anything like that, you should be concerned about those things, even if you're not struggling with those things, because eventually it will catch up with you. I want to share something with you. I recently became the CEO and co-founder of a company called Miss Command, and we launched just over a month ago. And these products, for those of you that are, are on camera, I'm going to show you. This is the lotion. And these are the soap bars. Now we only are in the US. We're not in, we're not in Canada yet. I know. We're not in Europe, in the UK yet. I know lots of people are asking me for it, but we're not ready for that. Our products have exploded just in the US in one month. It's blown my mind. We've sold out from different scents multiple times. And the reason that these products are so, so good is one, I've been in the health and wellness industry for a long time. And they are so good because we're getting goat milk straight from our goat farms in Michigan. That's where it's sourced. And then we're making sure that whatever we're fragrance and scents we're using, they're phytolate-free and paraben-free. So it's not disrupting your, your endocrine system. So keep that in mind. 
we've had massive results returning customers that are coming back and like, I will never use anything else again because these are working so well. So check out misscommando.com if you want to give these products a shot and you're looking for a cleaner route for the things that you are putting on your skin. But I want to take it one step further. This company is a little bit different than most natural companies. We're using hemp fiber biodegradable containers for our lotions and our shea butters. And we're using hemp fiber boxes for our soaps. They're biodegradable, which means... And they're not full of chemicals. So you want to make sure your products are not in some kind of plastic that starts seeping into your product. Okay. That's why I'm so passionate about this. So keep that in mind. It's good for your health and it's good for the earth. Biodegradable. We don't need more plastics. The world doesn't need more products, but it does need better products. And we need to take care of the of our earth. Okay. Laundry and cleaning. I'm going to spit this out here real quick before we end the show here today. I get asked all the time, what kind of laundry detergent and cleaning products should I use? Um, I like to personally use something called Molly Suts and Zoom. C-U-M is one that I really like. They, they have really, really good scented laundry detergent. And it's scented with essential oils. If you're essential oil uh, sensitive, you may not want to do that one. Or you may want to do something that's unscented. But those two are the ones that I've had great, great results with. There's a company called Revive Oils that also has laundry detergent, dish soap, cleaning supplies. I really, really like their cleaning products as far as uh, cleaning for just like your bathrooms and your countertops and all of those things. They have a dishwasher soap that's really, really good. And then they have a laundry detergent as well. So I'm really, really liking. I just recently started using that one. I've used Dr. Bronner's before as well, but I recently decided to try um, Revive Oils and um, I've been really, really enjoying their cleaning products as well. So that is the conclusion of all of the questions that I'm able to cover today. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. But real quick, this is December 1st. Just know you have the opportunity to take charge of your health now, command back your health, and uh, start building those habits to end the year strong so that you can start the year strong. Keep that in mind as you're going through the holidays, okay? We are going to come back next week, same time, and have another amazing episode. And for now... I will see you guys then and go make it an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing. 